Welcome to the Less Doing Podcast, where you will learn how to start living more by doing less. Let me help you optimize, automate, and outsource your entire life so you can focus on doing the things you love. Now here's your host, Ari Mizell. Welcome back to The Art of Less Doing. I'm your host, Ari Mizell, and my guest today is TJ Anderson, who is a health hacker, a clinical health coach, and the recent author of The Art of Health Hacking. So I probably don't need to explain why I'm excited to have him on. Uh, obviously, my health journey has been a big part of how I got to where I am, and so excited to have you here. Thanks, TJ. You bet, Ari. I've, I've been excited to, to jam with you for a while now, and and uh, yeah, I, I, I know of your own personal health uh, journey, so you definitely value the topic. So I'm excited to, to talk today. Thanks. So I'm going to start off with a really personal question, and that's what does TJ stand for? <laughs> you bet. Great question. Uh, Thomas Joel. So I'm named after my two grandfathers from each of my parents' side. So Tom was my dad's dad, and Joel was my mom's dad. Cool. Okay. Yeah. I like that. All right. Well, so now that, now that we're familiar, uh, how did you become a health hacker? You know, did, did you almost die? <laughs> yeah. Um, yes, uh, kind of, uh, I did have a health scare. Um, and so my kind of health hacking journey, as I like to say, um, started um different phases right so out of college i started to you know grow my uh awareness around the importance of healthier eating and just taking care of my body and then i like professionally got involved in like health coaching and group fitness but it wasn't until i returned home to iowa so i'm originally from des moines iowa um from four months of modeling so i spent four months of modeling in Miami, Florida, so South Beach, trying to perfect the physical body. And basically, my six-pack wasn't good enough for the cameras. Um, really unhealthy environment and experience for me. I was 24, 25 at the time. Came back to Iowa and, and got grounded, did a lot of emotional and, and spiritual and physical healing. And that uh, is, is about the time that I got the calling to, to write this book to, but, but to also continue to go down the rabbit hole of health in my own life, uh, and evolve my definition of health beyond the physical. So, uh, so that's, that's kind of one aspect of the, of the journey. And then a couple years later, while really kind of getting into the whole quantified self and the biohacking movement, um, I, you could say had a perfect storm happen in my own health where, I was working really hard on the book and, and the companies I was working with and, and also working out hard while going keto, um, pulling out a lot of hydrating foods. Uh, so keto as in the ketogenic diet, for those that haven't heard, high fat, low carb, moderate protein way of eating and um, notice a lot of great benefits from that, from uh, burning fat to mental energy. Uh, and I didn't you know properly... Uh, hydrate. And I was also drinking a lot of coffee. So <laughs> I actually passed out at brunch on a Sunday morning uh, with my family, uh, came to all four, all fours on the ground and, and went in and out of consciousness uh, and went to the emergency room ultimately for low sodium. 
Um, and that, uh, that's what actually spawned six more chapters in, in the book, uh, that you mentioned the art of health hacking. I thought I was done with the book. Uh, and then that experience happened in Iowa. And then I was on a one-way flight to San Diego two days later to, uh, meet a functional medicine doctor, get advanced blood testing, et cetera. So. <laughs> and, and, uh, obviously that was the beginning of the journey, but I mean, was it just not, I mean, not just, but was stress a big component of this in the end of the day? Um, sh- uh, stress. Sure. Yes. I mean, uh, lots of ways of, you know, stress comes in, in lots of different forms. You know, my body was stressed out from the way it was eating, how hard it was working out. Right. I didn't have, you know, to your point enough relaxation and proper hydration and love and TLC for the body. So, um, yeah, you know, stress, stress <laughs> played a role and, and, uh, my puppy in the background agrees with that. I think <laughs> yeah, no problem. I got one here too. Um, and, and so, but, you know, where did, where did it really start though, in terms of the health hacking for you? What was, you know, what would you say was the first step in your hacking journey? Yeah. Uh, um, I started to get some advanced blood testing, uh, before the visit to the emergency room through wellness FX, big fan of, of those guys, some advanced heart health testing to understand, you know, what's, what's true heart health look like. Uh, so it, it all depends on your definition of health hacking. And so like, let's you start know, with that. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess the, the book itself is, is written in a five act structure. And I start with act one is setting the stage. The future of health is already here. Uh, so diving into uh, our definition of health, how we approach the healthcare system and what does like self-care mean to us? Uh, those are a couple of key principles I highlight in that first act. Um, and, and then, you know, second act, I get into the rise of the optimized profiling, you know, the biohacking movement, quantified self movement and, and some of the obstacles that come with that. Right. So, you know, in my experience, I, I kind of fell prey to over like quantified self and not enough qualitative self, you know, and, and, and so, uh, you know, a lot of emotional, uh, internal healing was needed for that journey. And, uh, but, but ultimately I, I believe what it means to be a health hacker is, you know, really taking your health in your own hands, building your all-star holistic healthcare team, and also like designing like an optimal self-care strategy in your own life. So, uh, that's kind of, uh, how I like to look at my, uh, health hacking journey is both healthcare team and self-care strategy. So what you said. Wait, and I, I totally get it, but I want you to explain a little further where, where you said you're getting too much quantitative down to the qualitative. Can you, can you qualify that a little more? Yeah. So, you know, me- measuring my, my ketone levels every morning while trying to perfect my diet, uh, was for the wrong reasons. You know, um, I would have been better off doing some, you know, mindfulness exercises and, and, um, some journaling and, and prayer, what have you, as opposed to trying to like focus on perfecting my, my diet to achieve, you know, certain types of physical or mental states. Um, and, 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 uh, so yeah, that, that would be an aspect for me of over quantifying. That's what happened in my own story, as far as trying to measure all my ketone levels and perfect blood work, right? You can have perfection with any sort of uh, experience in life from thoughts and behaviors, right. And, and, and to, to quantifying things that you're wanting to measure, right. And improve. 
and so that's that's that was my example of, of over quantifying one of my examples yeah so what are some of the things you actually do track now yeah i, I love doing hrv heart rate variability training uh so uh the inner balance is a tool from heart math an organization that uh, does a lot of work in the power of uh intentional thoughts and heart-centered connecting breathing uh as i'm sure you're familiar with uh, but your audience may not be um so uh which is uh, uh connected with uh, all sorts of um uh, benefits for optimal performance, less stress, mortality rates, HRV, uh, HRV is a great metric to, to measure and do intentional work on. Uh, I'll do it uh, at least, you know, annual blood work, uh, give or take, uh, advanced blood testing. I've, I've gotten full scale genetic testing, which I highlight in the book from 23andMe and, and learned a lot about, you know, my key, key mutations. Uh, so those are some things I, I track and then, and then every week, you know, on the whiteboard, I'll, I'll create like my, my core focuses for self-care during the week, you know, like what are, what are the biggest levers that can, or the smallest levers that can generate the biggest results. Uh, and for me, that's like, you know, oftentimes not eating past like 8 PM at night because that drastically affects my sleep. Uh, and um, I, you know, how much caffeine intake that's quantifiable. That makes a big impact on me because I'm super sensitive to caffeine. Um, yeah. So those are a couple examples. Uh, and do you like, are you trying and, and, you know, I'm in being respectful of the idea that like there's journaling and, and the less quantitative stuff, but are there any metrics or things right now that you are working to optimize at the moment? Yeah. Uh, so what, what am I working to optimize in terms of, uh, like quanti quantifiable things? No, I, I honestly, anything like, is there a project yeah. you know, right now that you're trying to fix or, you know, tighten up? Yeah. Yeah. I'm at well, so I'm leading a, um, so I took like three years off of health coaching, um, to, to really focus on what I call self coaching and ultimately like write this book. Um, and, and so now that the book is out, it's done, uh, you know, I asked myself what I was called to do next and I am testing out programs, getting back into kind of high performance health coaching. And, and I'm currently leading, uh, what I call a health hacker accelerator. So it's a 12 week, uh, three month deep dive into, uh, uh providing like high performing entrepreneurs, uh, and just other health conscious leaders to really just take their health and performance to new levels. And so, you know, I'm optimizing that program and learning what, what is of most value to people and, and how to support them in their journey. So, you know, that's, that definitely a big, exciting project, uh, for me right now. Uh, and then when you're working, so wait, are you doing health coaching again now? Yes, I am. Yeah. So I'm, uh, in the midst of leading that one of the first program right now, a group program. So a small group I'm leading and, and, uh, that includes advanced blood testing and genetic testing, as well as like a consult, uh, with my own personal naturopath. So, uh, helping people to really build their own all-star health, healthcare team. So it's kind of like, uh, health coaching meets care coordination slash like kind of concierge medicine. That's kind of the, the role I'm, I'm playing right now. And so where do you see some of the common areas that people are not, or like they're not acting optimally? 
Yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, well, so, so we're on month two right now. So I've, I've, I created what, uh, similar to you on your OAO, um, uh, that acronym of optimized automated outsource, which I love, I created, uh, what I call the health hacker method. So three-step process to elevate your own state of health and performance, uh, in any moment of your days and also in the stage of your life. So those three steps are activate, elevate, and integrate. Um, so activate, getting started, turning on, taking inventory, uh, elevate, really taking it to the next level, and then integrate, reflecting on the experience to learn and improve moving forward. I'm on month two right now of this Health Hacker Accelerator of Elevate. And part of that month is focused on like a posture assessment with like a functional movement plan. So honestly, uh, you know, really integrating, putting all the pieces together in terms of uh, movement, I guess we could talk about from that category um, and just overall, you know, optimize physical health, the proper balance of, you know, flexibility, uh, strength, endurance, stability, mobility. So putting all of those pieces together, oftentimes what I see is people, we, we, we get, we get uh, in our routines, which routines can sometimes, you know, be great, um, and 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 habits, and and so we we lose sight of of continuing that self experimentation mindset, right? And asking ourselves, oh, what else am I called to add to this approach to this routine? So helping people to really round that out, um, and you know, if people are needing flexibility, giving them the top flexibility exercises and stretches to integrate at the right time of the day. Um, but, uh, a lot of times people are, uh, but, but you can also overstretch, right? So for me, I've had experience with overstretching. And so now Pilates has been a game changer for me to bring back like stability uh, and proper form to a lot of these movements. So, uh, yeah, that, that kind of, those are kind of some core topics, uh, related to movement, but, um, you know, in terms of nutrition, you know, um, you know, overeating, um, and, uh, not doing enough intermittent fasting, like the value of intermittent fasting is just so key in terms of giving the body a break to, to detox and heal. And, and, um, so those are, those are a couple of highlights. I would say, I, I noticed that people often are kind of missing from their game plan. Yeah, sure. No, that, and, and I see those as well. Uh, when it comes to the mindfulness stuff, uh, you there's there's all sorts of different ways to to skin that cat as it were right and there's hrv training there's true yeah. meditation and all, wh what do you find are some of the most effective with people that you work with you bet yeah so um to your point yeah lots of different mindfulness exercises and and breathing like ways of breathing breathing exercises from like wim hof to alternate nostril breathing ah yeah um, I don't, you know sorry uh, back up i don't actually hear that up so I, I'm, I'm a certified yoga instructor, so I'm aware of alternate nostril breathing. I actually haven't thought about that in a while, and I don't hear that come up too often. Can you explain that to people? Yeah, yeah, you bet. And it's a lot, a lot better done visually. So if people are listening to this and want to just like Google it, uh, alternate nostril breathing, also called yogic breathing, is is a way to allow different uh, hemispheres of the brain to, to reconnect and to plug one nostril at a time, inhale up the other nostril slowly at a, at a peaceful pace. And then after that inhale of that one nostril, then you plug that nostril that just did the inhale. And then you exhale out the other nostril 
uh, and, and then you keep that process of inhale, exhale, and move from right to left. Uh, and I have found, this is really interesting. So, um, Ari, I, I've done some of my own self-experiments on this related to HRV training. When I'm doing just regular kind of deep breathing, heart-centered breathing, uh, sitting down or lying down, my HRV score is not as high. So, so meaning my, my level of coherence uh, for heart rate variability is not as high uh, as it is when I do alternate nostril breathing. And it's, it's crazy when you implement alternate nostril breathing, like it, it is a completely different way of breathing that allows for HRV to go up uh, to it, it, it. It's, it's a way of breathing that we're not used to doing because in our normal days, we're just, if we are breathing at all, <laughs> you know, it's through our mouth or both of our nostrils. So I love HR, I love alternate nostril breathing because you can do it from anywhere. You can do it while you're driving or riding the bus, uh, and also as a morning routine and you can actually quantifiably track the benefits. So, yeah. And without getting too sciencey for people, but can you, can, can you explain why that works? Uh, you know, this is a recent experiment I've done and found in myself and, and, um, uh, but I, if I, so I don't, I don't have the exact scientific reason for that, but if I were to guess, uh, you know, it, it allows for, um, a, a change of how oxygen is flowing through the nostrils, through the, through the brain and the body. And, and it's, it's, uh, it's, it's a chance to just change up your, your breathing patterns in general, which, uh, those sorts of like changes, any sort of change all always has some result to it. And this just happens to have a, a positive result. And it's, uh, and it's, and what I've also found is that it requires attention. It requires your own attention on the breath, uh, in a way that like, you know, your hand, your mind has to connect connect with the hand to move from side to side. So that kind of keeps you engaged uh, and focused in that, which you can ultimately put on autopilot as it becomes a habit and, and just notice the benefits. Yeah. Well, cool. now for the, let's talk about the book specifically. Now who, I mean, two things, I guess, is who does this benefit the most and who, and what are they going to get out of the book? Great question. You know, I wrote the book um, to serve as a tool for, you know, those like advanced hackers of health or biohackers and um, those that, you know, have been into fitness or an area of their health for a while, um, but need to also rein in on the fundamentals, right? So the book really merges the fundamentals with the cutting edge, because it's also intended for those that are just kind of maybe getting started with a new habit and, and wanting to, uh, just make a lot big lifestyle change, you know? So, uh, the principles in the book, uh, kind of cover those two categories of, of people. Um, but basically anyone that really desires to use their health as an asset and not a liability in their life, not just right now, but the future for, for their own future. Um, you know, I think the subtitle says it best. It's a personal guide to elevate your state of health and performance, stress less, and build healthy habits that matter. So a big part of my work has been in health coaching. So I democratize in the book a lot of science related to sustainable behavior change uh, and also designing your own experiments. Uh, but ultimately, it is, it is, uh, it's, it's, it's not too prescriptive. It's pretty empowering based. 
there are, you know, action items for each chapter. Um, and, and, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a tool for those different types of markets that I, that I said. So if you want to use your health as an asset, uh, not a liability, this is, uh, this is the tool. I like that. That's a good way of putting it. Uh, so the last question I always like to ask on these interviews are, is what are your top three pieces of advice for people to be more effective? You can treat that however you like. Mm. To be more effective. Uh, yeah. So um, number one, I would say um, make sure you're getting enough alone time and specifically like the, in that alone time, like connecting with the self like with yourself and just being with yourself and also in that experience connecting with nature. So for example, this morning, my part of my morning routine every morning is to get at least, you know, 30 minutes of sunlight grounding out outside a little bit of light movement. Um, you know, that's my alone time uh, connecting with self and nature. So I put that as uh, number one for sure. Um, and number two, uh, you can always, uh, I would say that, um, uh, overworking, you know, maybe for, for your, uh, I, I personally in my life, it, it's always my calling to like, know when I'm overworking and when I'm called to kind of, you know, hit pause on my work day and like turn in for the night and leave that for tomorrow and, and engage in self-care. So knowing when to like take breaks during the day and also stop work in general. I think, uh, at night, I think is really key for, for people that are really passionate about their work, you know, business owners, uh, working for startups, whatever it is. Um, and then number three, I would say is, uh, the power of, uh, in-person, authentic, powerful relationships. So, uh, connecting with those that mean the most to us, um, and having, you know, real authentic conversations about, about life feelings and desires and, and, uh, and, and having go to friends in person and, and now in our day and age, it's easy to try to stay up to date and connect with people virtually online. And, you know, I was uh, just reading an article on that this morning and that hardly scratches the surface for, for, for true authentic human connection. So those are good. I like that. That's, that's a broad range. So where uh, can people find out more about you? Where can they get the book more importantly? You bet. So the book is uh available the paperback book is available for sale right now on my website which is healthhackerbook.com healthhackerbook.com um and you can learn a little bit more about the book there and and uh like i said grab a copy it's free shipping um and uh it's available for pre-order on amazon but it doesn't officially launch in retailers until june 19th so, so depending on when people are listening to this uh, and yeah, my own personal website is, uh, this is tj.com. Uh, so I, you know, those, those are the couple, uh, couple of domains. And then, you know, also on Facebook and the, and the gram and Instagram, but, uh, I do also have a, um, uh, an exciting, uh, free Kindle promotion coming up as well. Um, so May 8th, May 8th is a uh, free Kindle promotion on Amazon. So if anyone desires uh, a Kindle over a paperback or both, um, definitely mark that date on the calendar. So um, yeah, that's, uh, that's what I would share. Cool. Thank you so much. Thanks for your time, TJ. I hope everyone gets a copy of the book and most importantly, starts using their health as an asset. Amen. Thanks, Ari. 
Hey guys, I hope you enjoyed that episode. Just wanted to let you know that tomorrow, May 10th, I'll be a panelist at Strategic Coach in New York City. If you're local, I'd love to see you there. You can register to join us at the link in the show notes. It's free, so I hope to see you soon.